This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Getting ready for his final show on the Vancouver Airwaves tomorrow morning. John McComb has been with CKNW Radio for the past 36 years. He's the most listened to radio host in Vancouver today. And as he prepares to step down, we wanted to take the time to speak to the man behind the microphone and get him to reflect a bit on his career and how he plans to spend his retirement. Before we go to John, let's get a bit of help here with this introduction from our big voice guy. CKNW News Talk 980 presents The World Today. Now, here is your host, John McComb. McComb. Hello, John. Uh, that was Jim Conrad. Does that bring you back? That is Jim Conrad. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, that was back in, uh, I guess I was doing that show solo by that point, so that would have been, uh, what, uh, 2000s, something like that? All right, you've been counting down the shows all this week. Yeah. You're down to one more. Yep. What's going through your mind today as you get ready for tomorrow? Uh, I've been doing interviews since I got off the air at 10 o'clock, so <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to some downtime. Uh, no, look, it's been a, a, a hell of a ride uh, for me, um, considering you know, where uh, I started in, uh, under the circumstance I started in uh, to be uh, here and um, you know, to have the, had the longevity that I've had at CKNW. Uh, to work with some of the the greatest uh, you know people in the world in this business, so uh, it's been a it's been a huge run. It's been a, a huge amount of fun, but uh, you know I'm 66, right? So getting up early in the morning is uh, starting to wear, and um, so it's time for me to um, do other things. Still, still use the voice. The voice still works. Uh, <laughs> just just do it at a at a normal hour rather than uh, so early in the morning. Well, it has been a hell of a run, a Hall of Fame run, I would say. Let's talk Thanks. a little bit about how you started out here, John. You you grew up, you were born in uh, the States, right? Uh, born in the States, grew up in Tucson, Arizona, and uh, I have wanted, uh, I was a bit of a, I don't know, broadcasting geek or an equipment geek or something back in the day because I was always fascinated by uh, radio, I was fascinated by television and all of the equipment and the dials and the lights and the stuff. Uh, so... From the time I was about uh, 10 or 11 years old, I I had this drive to be in broadcasting. And uh, so I started, you know, other kids were out playing football and baseball, and I was hanging around radio stations. Wow. Which, which, when I look back on it, was probably uh, not the best environment uh, for a kid that age. But uh, I learned a hell of a lot about radio. And then. What stations were those? Where were you hanging out at that time? I don't even think they exist anymore. There was a, a rock station in Tucson called KIKX, Kicks, oh. Kicks 58. And they had the coolest uh, red Dodge Charger news cruisers. Mm. These things were awesome. And you'd see them going down the street and you'd just go, wow, man, that's, that's, that's what I want to do. <laughs> uh, so when I, then I got into high school and um, my between my grade 11 and 12 in that summer, I started working at a, a new uh, FM station in, uh, in Tucson playing what was then described as progressive rock, which is now called classic rock. So <laughs> I've, I've, managed to, uh, I've managed to work and see both formats. So yeah, I started when I was 17. I just turned 17 years old and uh, 
uh, thank God it worked out because uh, there's nothing else that really inter- interests me uh, that much. So. When did you come to Canada and how did you start your career here? I came to Canada the, the, uh, the first time in 1972. Uh, a buddy of mine who we're actually going to have on the, sh- on the show tomorrow, Terry McDonald, uh, he was one of the guys that I used to hang out with uh, in, in radio uh, back in the day. Uh, he was um, talking to a station called KYA in San Francisco about doing their morning show. And he was also talking to a station up here called CKVN, which later they got the call letters back to be CFUN. Um, so he recommended me for the job up here. He took the San Francisco job. And uh, as it turns out, I, I got the job up here and was a disc jockey for, um, I guess, about a year or so. Uh, but then I, I figured that there wasn't really much uh, of a future playing rock and roll records, not seeing the classic rock format coming along. So I got into news and started reading the news and, uh, you know, learning how to be a, you know, a newsman yeah. back in the day and uh, really enjoyed it. It really uh, piqued my curiosity. It piqued my uh, my fascination with uh, with people and wanting to to know more and uh, yeah so i've been at it uh, been at it ever since speaking to john mccomb on the eve of his final morning show tomorrow speaking of uh, the intriguing people that you've met over the years john when you, when you look back what are some of the more interesting interviews that stick out in your mind i was afraid you were going to ask me that mm. uh that, that's up there with what's the biggest story you've ever covered and i <laughs> um I don't know. I've, you know, I've, I've interviewed so many, you know, really interesting people who, who, who probably are not uh, household names, but, yeah. you know, have done uh, remarkable things. And uh, it's, it's always been, uh, to me, one of the, the great pleasures to just to sit down and, and talk to people for whatever it is, 10 or 15 minutes or 20 minutes and, uh, and find out, you know, who they are as people and, you know, the connections that they've made and all of that. Um, I mean, prime, you know, prime ministers, uh, presidents, uh, uh, I never interviewed the Pope, but uh, covered the Pope. Um, just, you know, every, every kind of conceivable person from, from A to Z. So. You've had a lot of sort of interesting transitions through your career and sort of different formats on the air. And mm-hmm. I remember you co-hosted with Philip Till for, for some years. And yeah. What was it like leaving that partnership and sort of going solo as a solo host? Well, it was, for me, it was, uh, and, I th- and I think for Till as well, it was a, a bit of a drag because we... Uh, you guys we, had a lot of fun together. We had a tremendous... We were just talking yeah. about it yesterday. I was talking to him on the phone. And we were uh, reminiscing about uh, <laughs> just the great, the, the great thing about the, the world today with the two of us was that we would come in and uh, nothing was scripted, nothing was, you know, and we just, we just would take, I mean, the segments were produced, but we would take whatever we had and we would just sort of go on the air with it. And then we would just bounce off each other. Yeah. And the chemistry uh, was so good um, the the it was so much fun that it didn't seem like you were going to work. It was like, hey, you know, you, you're going to uh, you know BS with your with your good buddy across yeah. the table, yeah. and that's what we did. We made a show out of it, and people loved it. You know, yeah. just absolutely loved. It. I still get uh, emails. I was saying to Phil yesterday. You know, we still get emails from people saying. 
loved you guys, you know, when you were with Phil and, and you know, the laughs and the jokes and the crying out loud and, and all that stuff. Uh, so it was a, uh, I look back on that and I think that was really uh, one of the highlights, if not the highlight of my career was, uh, was working with Till uh, over those years because we just had so much fun together. Let me ask you about another co-worker that you had. And I, mm-hmm. I find this intriguing. Her name was Christy Clark. Remember her? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and when she was a host at NW, I think you guys shared an office, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. What uh, was it li- I'm curious, what was it like? You know, you worked with Christy Clark as a colleague. Then uh-huh. she becomes premier. Suddenly she's on the other side of the microphone. Yeah. What was that like, going from that transition, working with her and then covering her and when she's premier? Well, when she worked here... Uh, I absolutely, uh, I thought she was fantastic. Uh, and, and you know Christy Clark. She has a, mm-hmm. uh, she is a tremendously uh, upbeat and, uh, uh, you know, very charming personality. She's, uh, she's got that, that fabulous smile. And, um, you know, she was fun to work with. Uh, we, we talked, I mean, I, I think we became pretty good friends. Um, we know we talk about politics and what was going on with you know when Gordon Campbell was premier and you yeah. know there was a lot of inside baseball stuff. Um, but then she uh, decided to make the run for the liberal leadership, yeah, and won. And the relationship, I think, by definition, had to change yeah. because now. Uh, you know, uh, just as she had done when she was a, a talk show host, uh, you know, she held other politicians' feet to the fire and asked tough questions. And, right. and that was what I've always thought, uh, that's what Rafe Mayer taught me was, you know, yeah. hold them, hold those feet to the fire. Yeah. So I guess what happened, uh, I might have been, uh, overzealous in, in my, my, uh, pursuit of questioning her. Uh, and I think that she didn't, uh, in a lot of ways, didn't take it very well, yeah. didn't take it as, um, you know, she didn't see it the same way I did. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And so we do, you know, over the, over the years, um, I would say things like, well, we've, you know, asked, uh, Christy Clark to come on the show 50 times now. She said no again. She said no again. And it, <laughs> I mean, it just became a, you know, it just became like a, a, a thing. It just became you know, I tend yeah. toward being a bit, a bit uh, lippy and cynical, and it just became you know something to, to have some fun with, basically. All right, and then it, you know, I, I don't think that she she really took too kindly to it, and uh, you know, we still don't, uh, we still don't talk to this day, which is <laughs> uh, which is unfortunate. CKNW's own John McComb on the eve of his final show tomorrow. It's uh, so kind of him to spend some time with us today. Ah, Mike, we'll spend time with you anytime. Oh, I appreciate You're awesome, that, John. man. I've, I've loved talking to you uh, during the during the morning show to, over the uh, last five or six years. I think uh, you should do this full time. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss talking to you. I can tell you that it's it's been uh, one of the pleasures in my career for sure oh, to get you. to know you over the years. Let me ask you about um, how radio is changed over the time that since when you started you mentioned you were a kid this is what you wanted to do when you were a kid yeah and you've been behind the microphone for a long time you think it's changed a lot over the years oh yeah i mean tech uh, technology wise it's it's like uh it's hard to uh you know get your head around how uh, technological Mm -hmm. change has occurred in the broadcasting business you know what used to uh 
cost tens and tens of thousands of dollars for uh, studio equipment and mixing boards and microphones and, and all of that. I mean, now uh, you can have a uh, an unlimited number of tracks uh, on your computer uh, in, in any sort of uh, uh, recording program. So, yeah, it's changed uh, a lot. I, what I don't think has changed, and, and uh, I was talking to somebody earlier about, you know, where is radio going? Yeah. I'm not sure that, um, you know, we, we're on an AM radio station. Well, AM radio has been around for a very, very long time. And I, I don't know that there's, um, you know, a, another century left in this technology. But what we do every day, talking to people, getting people's opinions, uh, finding out what uh, they're thinking, uh, you know, doing the news, talking about the issues of the day, right. uh, whatever the delivery system is, whatever the technology is, I think that will always be uh, there will always be a demand for that because the one thing that I've been able to uh, you know develop over the years simply by being here for so long is that people uh, come to trust what I say you know they trust my opinion they may not like it they may not agree with it but they respect me for uh, you know the, the, the body of work that I've I've put together and I think that that one of the keys to that has just been this ability to uh, have a conversation with people and uh, and listen, listen to what people are saying, and um, just having this sort of uh, town hall of, of the air every day. And uh, I don't think that the demand for that will ever go away. People, you know, more than ever, people need good, right. solid, uh, truthful information uh, about their, their lives and what's going on around them, so... Let me ask you about what I think is maybe one of the most amazing aspects of, of your career, and, th and that's the, the passion that you've shown for mental health, your involvement with the Mental Disorders Association of BC, being so outspoken about your own personal struggles, mm -hmm. so bravely to talk about that. How did you decide to do that, John, when you were talking about, man, should I talk about the, my, my own situation on the air, which I think has inspired so many people, but that, was that a tough choice for you? Uh, no, not, not really because it, uh, it, it happened about, I, I talked about it, began talking about uh, my mental health, uh, situation about, I don't know, seven or eight years after I had, uh, had a, a real serious, uh, burnout and crash and had to take seven months off work from, from NW yeah. and I've always been, uh, very uh, thankful that the, the station didn't, uh, you know, didn't let me go. They, they held on to me and said, you know, go away and get and get better and then come back. And uh, so I did. But I was writing an editorial about uh, a former Vancouver Canuck player named Rick Rippon. I don't know if people remember Rick Rippon. He, he played for the Canucks for a couple of years. He was a fan favorite. He was a guy who, you know, went out and, and, and crashed and banged and, uh, uh, you know, really, uh, I think, caught the hearts of Vancouver hockey fans. Well, uh, the in the off in the summer, he uh, had he had had trouble with mental illness in the past, and he committed suicide. Wow. So I sat down and started to write. You know, I was moved to write about him and talk about you know what why would a guy with who apparently had the world by the tail why would he take his own life? And and as I wrote, I started to fall back and remember what I went through. And at one point I said, I don't, I didn't know Rick Ribbon personally, but I certainly understand right. why he would take his life feeling the way 
feeling the way I felt, which was which was terrible. I never I never contemplated suicide, but I I certainly could understand somebody doing that. And so then it sort of kind of spun into my story, and uh, yeah, I read it on the air and uh, trying to you know lessen the stigma around mental illness and all that. I and think it's I think it's me. awesome. That, that, awesome that you did that 30 sec we have just 30 seconds left here john do you think i think you're leaving the station in, in really good hands with the people that you've mentored over the years just in 30 seconds do you want to talk a little bit about you know do you feel pride of the young people that you've helped along the way here i've uh, it, it's been a mutual relationship with uh uh nikki reitmeyer and greg schatz yeah. uh, who yeah. are uh, uh, and and victor uh, young who has uh, just come in the last few weeks but I've always had a, a really good relationship with with my team because they energize me as much as I might, uh, you know, lead them. And so uh, it really is a group effort. It isn't just uh, one person. And uh, yeah, I've been I've been blessed to work with some absolutely uh, wonderful, talented people, and uh, I've got uh, wonderful, talented people around me now. So it's worked Thank, out well. Thanks for doing this, John. Have a great show tomorrow. Thanks, Mike. All right, John McComb. Tomorrow, got down to one. He's been counting down the shows this week. One more to go tomorrow. Really appreciate his time today.